You like my love song, Carolyn? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Wasn't it beautiful? It was beautiful. Oh, you yeah, turn the mic down if you're going to be singing like that. Oh, okay. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our Valentine's Day episode. Our first themed episode. Yay. This is so cute. Um, so we chose, we each chose a movie, like a romantic comedy. Yes, obviously to fit the theme. That we love and recommended it for the other one. Yeah. And I recommended Crazy Rich Asians. Which I loved. I was ashamed to say I hadn't seen it yet. Because mm-hmm. um, I really wanted to see it in theaters and didn't get around to it. But well, I loved it. It was just as good in theaters as it was on our TV. I know. And I was really excited because I got this for Christmas, actually, because I was like, this is going to be such an important film in American culture, which we'll get into later why I think that. Mm -hmm. But I'm so glad you enjoyed it. And I'm really glad there's like um, this kind of movie in the rom-com category. Yeah. um, And I recommended an older movie called Moonstruck. Which I absolutely loved. Did you really? Okay, I was kind of worried. (laughs) No. Oh my God. It was Cher. I don't think I'm allowed to hate it. True. I mean, yeah. There are some that maybe you are allowed to not like as much. (laughs) But this one is But you'll point those out to me. Yeah. (laughs) Or I'll look too much. Is this one? Is this one I don't have to like? (laughs) Yeah. No, I. That's one of my favorite movies. Um, so I was happy to share it. I try to share it with everyone because share because it's um, from the late '80s. So a lot of people our age nowadays haven't seen it, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a quieter movie. Like it's one of those movies where it could be a play. Where, I I can see that. I yeah. oh my gosh, especially with like so few settings. You know, yeah. you're in the city. And it's all talking. And it's all talking. There's no crazy like action. There's no huge physical conflict. Right. Yeah, I can see this. I think yeah. if you put it on stage, you could throw that in. Throw what? A big like, like a big physical like physical altercation. Mm-hmm. Or family me, brawl. You know, you know what would play really well mm-hmm. in the play? What? Like especially like the end, like when they're all come like whenever in the kitchen, in the when kitchen they're all together. when they all come together and it's yeah. just like boom, that suspense of the knock at the door yeah. could really play up really well because you're going to be able to see all of them at once where instead of here like in a film, we only get to do like we have to do it shot by shot. Yeah. So really playing up like the tension to like the the knocking to like everyone in the kitchen yeah, and yeah, seeing yeah. how that plays out. I would love to see this on stage. Yeah. I think it'd be great. I, I mean, I think after we found our next project then. <laughs> Putting Moonstruck on the stage. Putting Moonstruck on yes. the stage. And more we could even make it a musical. <gasps> we gotta bring Cher back. She'll do it. Oh my god, Moonstruck 2. Oh my god. I'm seeing it now. We have to. Yeah, I don't think we have a choice. But we've released it into the world. It's out <laughs> Let's there Let's make now. a vision board. Yes. Of it. And we're gonna make it happen. We'll have one of just share and then the rest. <laughs> right. Yeah, because your movie's getting a sequel. Yes, your it pick, is. And I'm really excited for it. Mm-hmm. Well, there is a second book, so. There's three. There is three. Yeah. So I bet good. they make all of them. I hope they do. They have to. If they stay as good as this, I hope they make all of them. Which I which I think it will. Yeah. Like, it's going to be just as great. Yeah. So, yeah, going, so picking, piggybacking off of your comment of, like, it, will they make more, I'm really mm-hmm. glad that... All of you, if you watched this movie, went out to the theaters because this was one of those movies where, because if you guys don't know how Hollywood works, it's 
it's very much an, as much as there's like storytelling and creativity and like everything about that process and that world is mm-hmm. like put into these films because they are art there is a very sad cold number behind all of them and if the numbers are not there the yeah. movies will not be made so it was really heartwarming to see a lot of people go out to this movie to yeah, go see it in the really theater well. yeah and i mean i grew up all of i'm not just saying this but like when, like growing up in high school and stuff all of my friends were asians are like usually like filipino okay and then that's like really big like that's like big in orlando then like even moving out here to california i've met like a lot of like korean people and like mm-hmm. japanese people and it's just like a different type of like the asian culture but like they all can band behind this movie because they're finally getting some representation that they deserve. Like, right. having an all-Asian cast, basically, mm-hmm. in the film, like, it's just, like, super important. And yeah. I, and people do not realize that. And, like, at first, I didn't... I mean, like, when I was younger, it's just, like, you just go along with it because everyone says it's a good thing. But you growing up and just seeing how the country works and just, like, how, like how swayed people are by the media and like Mm -hmm. how people think of other people because we rely on movies and media of like if we don't have we if we have never seen someone before we use our past knowledge of things we've seen yeah in these things and these things to kind of construct the thoughts of people Mm -hmm. so when you have a whole um film history of like asian men desexualized yeah very harshly you know white men are always superior and like asian men just aren't as manly mm-hmm. or something like that unless they're like in kung fu movies or like karate movies or like you know yeah but a lot of those are not made in america no they're not yeah if we're talking specifically american movies yeah i mean i mean god it wasn't that long ago in history that we had like what was the character that um in breakfast at tiffany's Oh my gosh! Yes, oh like, I forget his oh, name. Forget but... his name, but yeah, her neighbor. Bad. Yep. Right, the yep. Asian played neighbor. Played by um, oh god, what's his name? We'll have Mickey to... Rooney. Yes, there you go. Played by Mickey Rooney, and she just beat IMBD. Ha! There. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was grabbing my phone to go look it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean that wasn't that really wasn't that long ago in the the grand scheme of things. Yeah, what's that like? The 60s? 60s. I want to say it was early 60s. So not even 50 years ago. Not even half a century. Um, But then, so it's, yeah, I'm glad we've come a long way since that time. But it's... um, But I can't even think of when was the last movie that, or when was another movie that had, like, the male lead be an Asian man that we were supposed to find attractive. Yeah, I can't. I, th- I can't think. Of you can't one. because it really doesn't exist. another American one, right? I mean, the closest I think we get is Crazy Ex Girlfriend, and that's a TV yes, show. Yes, yes, yes. Because we have yes. Josh Ooh, Chan, but I love that show. Yes, I that's love that a show great too. show. Yeah, Josh Chan. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's the. But co- I remember watching that, and when Crazy Rich Asians came out, yeah, that was the only other one I could think of. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've had sprinkle of characters here and there, like in Glee, Tina, and um, I want to say because he was my favorite. I want to say his name was Mike. Mike Chan. Mike Chan. Ha. (laughs) So it's it's very 
few and far between, we're, we're kind of like picking at straws here trying to find characters. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, to have these scenes and to like have um, Asian people viewed in this light mm-hmm. is just like, it's just very nice. I love it. And we need it. And we need more, which is why we're getting our sequel. And also it was just a great, it was a great movie. And it was like refreshing also just because I love romantic comedies, but I should say I, I love good romantic comedies. And I feel like those are really hard to find, um, especially recently. There's been a shift in the, which a good shift, I think, in the genre. Um, but it was just a really good movie. And it has too. a, like, I'm able to rewatch it. It has that rewatch. Uh, yeah, I would factor. love to rewatch it. Yeah. I mean, it's also like travel porn for Singapore. Oh my oh, God, I know. Like, if you, if you don't like romantic comedies, you'll at least enjoy the beauty that is Singapore and all the yeah. fun things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when they're having like this, like when they first get there and they do all like the street food. Yeah. I was like, that's the first thing I'm going to do when of I course. go to Singapore. Yeah. It's just like eat all, and like that food is cheap as book. Or is it? Is Singapore expensive? I don't know. It is, but... I don't know what the conversion rate is it's, with American Well, dads. no, it's an expensive city because Pecklin says that when they're, like, she's explaining the history of how, like, his family got there. But, yeah, I really liked that part of the movie. And then when I first saw it in theaters and they play, like, Mahjong... Mahjong, at, yeah. Mahjong. I didn't, like, understand the significance of the tiles... Like, I couldn't, and like, when I was in the theater watching it, and I was like, ugh, why aren't they like, you know, giving me like, like, what does this mean? Like, I get it's important, but I don't, like, she's like looking at this one tile, and it's like, is that important, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Jared, stop. Mm -hmm. This, that's not for you. You're not, (laughs) like, go research it. Why don't you go do the work? And I was like, self, you're right. Yeah, well, I feel like the director also does a really good job of being like, okay, like not all of you know what how to play because I okay because I don't know how to play poker, so I feel like he shot it like a poker scene. Oh, definitely. Where it's like not everyone watching it knows what every tile means, but you know based on how the characters are reacting to the tiles that something's important and mm-hmm. that someone's gonna win. Right, and then when like. Molly Young like slams it down. You're like, ooh, and then when she does it, she's like, boom, back at you. And I was, that was a gag. I was like, yeah. oh, got her girl. I kept thinking like I have to call my mom because my mom plays mahjong at at the retirement community. Okay, she'll have to. Yeah, she and us. she like runs it at her house now too. Like she'll ooh. bring everyone over. And oh, we'll cute. Play. Yeah. My dad used to play it on the computer, but like okay. it was a different version. Oh, yeah. It was like you would match the tiles, and then that's they would the disappear. version I played too. That so must be the that American. must be white people. <laughs> yeah, it's like the white <laughs> version because I was like when they were playing, I was like, oh, I'm familiar with mahjong, and then they yeah. start, you know trading and like I know. Doing all this putting things like, in the middle and lining up to, and I was like oh, oh I don't know how to play this game it almost reminded me a little bit of Rummy Cube because they all had them like um, okay. paired up together a little mm-hmm. bit but probably it's probably not it's yeah but that's no like idea. the closest I could get to it <laughs> but um, I loved the I love my favorite character is Astrid yes I love Astrid I do not know how she could keep it together like, I mean, she wasn't, she was being strong, but you could see that she was starting to crumble a little bit. Yeah. But she did the strong thing by leaving. And telling him that he doesn't get to see their son just because he wants to I see him. I will say I didn't realize until that speech that 
that was their son. Like, that was not... I felt like that could have been conveyed a little bit better. We barely see him. He probably well, we has less than two him, minutes of screen time. I didn't even think they were married. I thought that she was single and that that was her boyfriend. And then all of a sudden the kid was there and I was like, oh, that must be the boyfriend's son. But then, because then during the movie, when I would see her with kids, I would think, oh my God, she's so great with kids. She clearly wants to be a mom. I really hope that, like, she can find someone to marry her and she can have kids. And then it turns out that that's actually her kid. Right. Mm. Which I didn't realize. Yeah, I can see, I can see how that led you to that. Yeah. Sure. Um, Any, I also just wish I was that rich. Like, yeah. it makes me sad. That's the only probably thing I don't like about this movie is, like, I need that in my life, and it's not going to be here anytime soon. No, I don't think it would... I don't know if anyone in America is that rich anymore. Like, maybe the Rockefellers at one point. Logan Paul. Logan Paul. <laughs> Jeffree Star. Listen, no, Jeffrey tell Star. me why these YouTubers make all of this money, and when you see the inside of their beautiful, huge Calabasas mansions, they have no furniture. I don't understand that. Me neither. Maybe it's better for the vlog. They Maybe like there's a vlog secret one we don't know. beat up leather couch, and that's all any of them have. But they, because they send along the Gucci. That's true. They're Gucci sandals. They all have those Gucci sandals, too. Mm-hmm. But see, that money would be wasted on me because I would not be buying Gucci sandals. I'd still be shopping at Target and H&M. I would probably travel. I really like my car, so I don't really... I might buy, like, an electric car mm-hmm. that's more fuel efficient. The Tesla? Like could a Tesla. I could get a Tesla. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. So was there anything that you would notice in this movie where the rom-com... Like, some rom-com tropes kind of evolved. I mean, they did the traditional rom-com thing that can bother me in a lot of rom-coms where they break up for some stupid misunderstanding. But I appreciated how they handled this one because it was somebody else interfering. It wasn't like... Because sometimes when couples break up in a romantic comedy... I'm like, oh, wow, you couldn't talk this out? Like, you Agreed. guys are not actually going to last. Oh, it, yeah, and that will, like, throw, like, my rating for the movie at least two or three points. Because yeah. it's just, like, I get that we need a conflict, but if it's going to be something dumb like this, like you said, misunderstanding, right. I, you're, you've lost me. Yeah, because I want to, when the movie ends, I want to believe that these people are going to be together forever and create a beautiful life. And sometimes I don't believe that. <laughs> but with this movie, it was like somebody else interfered. So I could believe it a little bit more. And I thought it was really sweet that he called the mom instead of like kicking the door in and being like, you're coming with me. He like, he called her mom. Like he did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was so, I actually teared up a little bit. It was so sweet. How, Cause at first, like I was a little bit annoyed with her for like just laying in bed all day because I totally get that if you're at home but I'm like girl you're at somebody else's house like you're someone's guest shower please but it was really sweet how the family treated her and like brought her food like the little twin girls bringing her food I teared up a little bit there oh adorable they're like Rachel here's your food and I was like oh they're so sweet like eat Rachel eat yeah and the couple I loved uh Paiglin's parents they were like they were so funny at the beginning and I thought like oh man 
they don't really have a very passionate like romance but when you watch them in the background of everything else they're hot for each other oh for sure they can't keep their hands off yeah it's really cute um so yeah i thought that was i mean that's the biggest like romantic comedy trope i can think of is like the big breakup over a misunderstanding Mm -hmm. and then the big proposal which i thought was really cute that in a movie about crazy rich people the proposal was him not being able to like talk across the aisle in a coach airplane yes but also that was a big romantic comedy thing too i feel like airplanes are in a lot of romantic comedies it's in mine (laughs) that i picked (laughs) um it's like i love all of those moments in 80s and 90s romantic comedies where people could um where you could drop people off at the plane and they always have that really romantic moment at the like at the entrance to the plane and you can't do that anymore now because it's like at the beginning of security like you can't go anywhere yeah it's where you have to have your moment but it used to be really romantic it did yeah well i even um when we were watching moonstruck and they had like the plane and she's Uh like i put a curse on it and i was like oh my gosh is this the turn we're about to take (laughs) nope the, no. and, and then it didn't turn out and like they kind of continued and like she's like oh I don't believe in curses was really funny yeah which we'll need a dog ear because I, that's like one of that's like something I noticed about this film that I loved a lot mm-hmm. but to back it up yes. real quick um so Mama Young Mama Young um I felt really bad for her character because oh, like yeah. sh- she was Rachel yeah completely and she I can kind of see where she's coming from. She's like, I got over it. Well, see, I I thought that that is what was going to... I thought that she was going to realize that she's Rachel and that was going to help her come around. But that's not really what helped her come around. It was realizing that... Like, she kind of begrudgingly... She didn't even really come around. No, she didn't. She never really did. I kind of wish... Maybe in the sequel we'll get a moment like that. But I really wanted the mom to realize that they have a lot in common and accept it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really thought that was a really cool internal conflict that this movie had was like Mm -hmm. her dealing with that and her and us not seeing her come around. Yeah. Because it does give us something to look forward to. And Mm -hmm. then even like the nod at the end, isn't a well, a warm or welcoming nod to the party. It's, Across the across the room, yeah. we have people blocking it. We have that barrier. Yeah. We have people in the foreground, and she's in the background. And there's no cheers. There's no tip. There's no nothing. It's just a look, and she walks away. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, you won. You think the you think you won the war. Yeah. But this was just a battle. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It is gonna be interesting. Yeah, because I really thought she was gonna come around, and she didn't really seem to by the end of it. But, I mean, it's like, it's it's really sad that she had to give up Nick to be a Ma's favorite. Who had to give up Nick? The mom? The mom. Oh, okay. So, like, because he, oh, oh, he had give, lived with her. So, Nick could be so a Ma's favorite. So, Nick could be the, yeah. the favorite. And, I, you know, she finally gets him back when he's, like, older. And now he's left again. Yeah. And she's going to lose him again? Yeah. Like, that sucks. I know. And I mean, like, Rachel had to put her but in But she didn't position. have to lose him. No, she didn't. She could just accept him. Yeah. Yeah. Or Rachel, she could, but... Mm-hmm. Couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder... Because it didn't really explain. I wonder what he does 
for a living. I assumed he just worked for, like, the family company or something. He must. He must have, like, some position. But he said that he, like, views his family's money as theirs. So I wonder how he makes it. So, yeah, his what's money? he going to school for? I wish they... Like, oh, also, right. is he going to school? He's a little old. Or he must be doing, like, some type of master's I mean, something. he could be doing his master's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, wow. Not a lot. We didn't get a lot of their life together in New York. I wish that we had, like a night like a normal night like we had seen what a normal night for them in their relationship was like that would have been a nice like grounding thing because mm-hmm. we only really see them at that at, pie at the cafe like the in cafe. the middle of the day mm-hmm. which most couples wouldn't get that most no. couples are at work and you come home at night and it's like I don't know well that's what that's you, perk of being a professor true which was a little hard for me to buy because she is so young but they do say that she is the youngest faculty member. So I was like, okay. I'll let that one go. We'll let it go. <laughs> but that's another romantic comedy thing is everyone in romantic comedies has like great jobs for the most part. Oh, yeah. And it's... Because when your career is set, then you can focus on your love life. I feel like that's a myth. Well, that's what I mean, I've been that's, aiming for. But... That's what I always <laughs> tell myself too. And it's like, nah, that's, that's an excuse. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, but I, just one little quick button on this. I feel mm-hmm. like um, I really want a friend, like Pecklin. She's so funny. Like, when she opens the hood of her car and she has all oh those my outfits, God, I, I was like, girl, that was me in college. But, like, I wasn't as <laughs> Not organized. Not as organized. No, it was, like, a shirt there, pants over there. I was kind of like, oh, what's in here? Oh, I can wear these. <laughs> yeah, like, shoes. Oh, where did those go? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to go under my chair. That's where they are. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Oh, what's this food? Ew, what's this McDonald's wrapper? How long has this been here? Oh my gosh, 2014. Ew, gross, that needs to go out. You're turning more into Michael Scott than Paquin. I was just watching, I I started watching The Office again. Uh, You, oh my gosh, Carolyn. I couldn't, but there was was a scene where he was clearing out his car, and it was just all Filet-O-Fish wrappers. (laughs) what that remind me of yeah okay i loved this movie i want to watch it again i cannot wait for the sequels it yeah it was it was such a fun romantic comedy yeah and i kind of i i liked that it almost like doesn't feel like one at times it didn't yeah there were times when it well, I feel like both... We actually ended up picking very similar movies. Yeah, I was going to wait till we it. got to Moonstruck to like draw some parallels. Me but, too, like, but like was... I can't because we keep bringing up things about your movie that make me think of mine. But like we both picked movies that were more about the love within a family, I feel, than like the couple at the center of it. Like right. We followed a lot of different family members in both movies. Um. And it was a lot about, they, to me, they both reminded, to me, they were actually both very American stories because they were both about, like, immigrants in the in America that had assimilated to what their culture in America is and then were kind of, like, in touch with their roots, but, like, the people in their countries looked at them as Americans and the people in America look at them as only being from their country. Right. In both, in both cases, um, 
how did I get here? What were we talking about? Just parallels, <laughs> romantic comedies, family love. Yeah. It was centered on... Centered around, yeah. Centered I feel around. like I was going somewhere with it, and now I can't remember where I was going with it. Um, yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Yeah. I'll remember. <laughs> yeah, eventually, and then we'll just, you know, cut and paste. <laughs> yeah, unless I get too lazy, and then we'll just play this all through. <laughs> Sometimes when I edit, I'm just like, oh, I can't figure out a way around this. I'm just, it's just staying in. Yeah, but just, yeah, I can't get out. <laughs> Mm-mm. But yeah, no, that that was a really interesting thing about Moonstruck that I didn't know either was that it it I that I liked was that it was all about other people, not just about like Sharon mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage. Yeah. And it was really funny too. It was almost like farcical how like everyone was not I wanna say cheating, but like had like other like love. Interests. Yeah, well like yeah, her her dad is having an affair, which she discovers. She's basically having an affair. Um, her mom doesn't have an affair, but like has dinner with a guy one night. But that's kind of how she realizes that she wants to make it work with her husband that she knows is cheating on her. And then the her aunt and uncle, her aunt and uncle are just still in love. Mm-hmm. That was really cute. Yeah. And then her grandfather um, is single, but I think it's because I think he's a widow. Um, and he just has all of his dogs. Yeah, he just got all his pups. All of his dogs. <laughs> Which I was like, how does she let him have all those dogs in that house? I don't think she can control it. I don't think she has a say, Mm-mm. really. I mean, he's the the patriarch of the family. So I think he... I mean, she does get mad at him for feeding the dogs her food. <laughs> which is one of my favorite lines. Yes. She's like, oh man... You feed any more of my food to those dogs, I'm gonna kick you till you're dead. <laughs> There's so and, many great one-liners. Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. As we start this movie, um, I was <laughs> Carolyn's like, do you want subtitles? Because we have our ratchet-ass neighbors upstairs who make all this noise, yes. and sometimes it's just better to have the subtitles there because for whatever reason. Yeah. And uh, I was like, no, nah, it's okay. It's like up to you. Like, it's whatever. She's like, well, I can say this one. She was like, I can quote this movie line by line. I, I was like, I, I have was this like, movie memorized. <laughs> and I was I like, do. okay, we'll go forward. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Type them up there. Yep. <laughs> um, but I, I really was trying. I was trying to think, and maybe you can give me some insight. Mm-hmm. What the this like full moon. I really liked this like full moon motif imagery yeah. kind of thing with the combination of the wolf too yeah. and like the dogs. Mm-hmm. Like, could you help me? Because I'm not really like too far on it, but like, yeah. what are your thoughts on? There's like the wolf this? and the moon, and there's a lot of motifs. So basically, uh, the moon, I'd say it represents love and like the mystical power that love can have um but it also can represent life and i was i actually watched this really interesting video essay um where he was talking about how the moon represented life and the characters that notice the moon and seek out the moon are seeking out life and everyone else is kind of just focused on death because there's actually a lot of references to death there is yeah there is which previous times i've watched it i just kind of chalked it up to like the humor of mm-hmm. it um it's just kind of this dry humor um but i think it's more than that i think it's to offset 
the theme of life life and love on one side and death on the other and you have characters like the uncle that tells that story about Cosmo's moon and how uh, Cher's dad one night was when they were younger was looking at um, the house at his future wife like adoringly and her brother who's Cher's uncle saw it and saw the moon this huge moon behind him and thought because he was a kid thought that it, he had brought the moon because he was so in love and then they see that full moon later on he and his wife see it and like kind of rekindle their romance a little bit and then Cher and Nicolas Cage see it after their first night together and the mom sees it too but the dad who's having the affair doesn't he just stays asleep for yeah. it and he's kind of the one that never at the very end he chooses life and love when his wife tells him to stop seeing his mistress and he just said he just he stands up he has this great moment where she just says i want you to stop seeing her and he stands up and slams his fist on the table and then sits down and says okay like okay he's just gonna stop seeing her like it's that easy because he's still so in love with his wife so that's what the moon represented to me it represents life and the characters seeking life and then there is that whole motif of the wolf. They say to a lot of the men, like, mm. I see a wolf in you. And she accuses Nicolas Cage of being a wolf and chewing off his own hand because he was in the wrong relationship. And deep down, he knew it. And then um, the character that the mom has dinner with, the guy who we see get broken up with three times in the oh movie. Oh, that was <laughs> He is a wolf. Like, he's just a wolf. And then the dog's howling at the moon. It, it all kind of comes together and is this like magical full moon that basically lasts three to four nights in the course of this movie. Yeah, I was kind of like, okay, this is kind of like a long phase, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm here but for it. But I feel like it's really, it really is magical. And I mean, we all know, like, you know I'd, I how I feel about like astrology. Yeah. I don't believe it. But I believe in the power of the full moon because people really do go crazy. Mm-hmm those nights and you get kind of you can get kind of agitated and I feel like it does lend itself to these crazy mystical nights yeah that's what um I was like kind of getting I was like getting to was like the power of the full moon mm -hmm. like what I was like when we're like focusing on that I was like oh we're gonna have some wild nights some emotions are gonna be up in yeah. the air there's gonna be a lot of indecision coming through a lot of people just like relying on their heart instead mm -hmm. of their minds yeah because that's what the moon does it gets your mind all fuzzy but i think that all of these characters kind of needed that because they're all very logical and they can be very logical and cynical and that's why like she's married she's engaged to this guy at the beginning she gets engaged and she says that she doesn't love him but she's getting married because it's a thing to do and like it's the next step mm -hmm. she's and getting older she's getting older it makes logical sense for them to get married his mother is dying his mother's dying yeah it just that's just what they're doing and the mom even says do you love him and she says no and the mom says good because if you love them they'll drive you crazy because they know they can and she clearly loves her husband like she looks adoringly at her husband when she says that and then it circles back at the end of this great moment when Cher and Nicolas Cage end up getting engaged. And the mom says, do you love him? 
and she says, Ma, I love him awful. And the mom says, oh, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> because she like she knows that, I mean, it's funny and it's cute, but I think that the full moon helped, could have helped, and it symbolically helped them get rid of their cynicism a little bit and actually follow their hearts to life and happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because they had, it's just always nice to have something cosmical to kind of base your decision making on that's kind of like i why i love astrology it just i think that's why people do like astrology yeah mm-hmm. i think it's i mean clear like so many people believe in it that i mean there's a reason people believe in it and mm-hmm. i think they're looking for something and that gives them whatever they're searching for whatever that may be yeah. i don't know there you go Whew. Yeah. I don't believe in it, so I don't know what people need, but <laughs> But it's there it's if you there. need it, if yeah. you're if you're feeling lost. Yeah, I mean I guess that's what people why people like it, is they're looking for some sort of guidance. And it, it puts I think that's why people like their zodiac signs so much too. It can help people make sense of things. Mm-hmm. Because there's it's very hard to make sense of who you are and why you feel things sometimes and sometimes it's easier to just blame it on an outside force mm-hmm. than to look deep down and realize why realize why because that's the scariest that's part that's the scary thing i even almost could see a little wolf in Cher's character this, i feel like yeah. she was a little bit of a wolf but, well she's definitely attracted to the wolf oh yes mama <laughs> oh girl she's attracted all over yeah it was kind of um kind of took um took me by surprise how like quickly they got it oh on. yeah yeah it's right away and like i kind of want to give props to actors but especially like nicholas cage and Cher, mm-hmm. who can like do like when they first meet and i mean like this could be like directing as well but like you can tell there's like a bond there. yeah like there's you, a chemistry there's a chemistry yeah. and like people i don't think people realize that's not that's not easy to no, do no and that does not that doesn't happen and that's not even like oh, they're two good actors, so they have chemistry. Two great actors can have zero chemistry together. And it's not even about being attracted to each other. It's like this thing you can't even you can't even understand. But that's where casting is really important. You have to cast the right people for each role, but also you have to cast them together. You have to believe them together. Especially for like an ensemble piece like this, mm-hmm. you have to like make sure that everyone can like weave in, in and out of each other. Yeah. Very like um quickly mm-hmm. um i even want to go back to that girl at the bakery who oh my god Nicholas, chrissy chrissy yeah i wish we would have gotten a little bit more with her just yeah. to see what had happened i Maybe mean you, like, you see her go on a whole journey mm-hmm. in that like one very quick scene where he's just yelling at her to get the knife and she refuses to get the knife and then he and Cher leave and she has this whole little monologue about like how she loves him but He'll never love her back because he's still in love with his girl and he lost his hand. And mm-hmm. uh, again, how it would succeed in live theater. Yes. All of these like side characters having these like dialogues and talks mm-hmm. like with each other just lends itself more to like how it would thrive. Yeah. Yeah, it totally um, would. Um, I also liked, and I think that this humor. 
I loved this humor because you kind of had to tune in and a lot of it was just like this like unspoken physical comedy yeah as well like when Cher's mom is like walking and then like the grandpa with the dogs uh-huh. you have that moment mm-hmm. there where she's coming back from like her the dinner almost with... date and mm-hmm. they run into each other and right yeah. well and I love it because she knows that she hasn't crossed any lines and she knows right. that she's not going to cross any lines. So I thought mm-hmm. she was going to be afraid to like see him. I thought it was going to be kind of like this <gasps> moment, but yeah. she was kind of like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Like, I know I haven't done anything yeah. and I won't do anything. Right. And she even says the reason that she doesn't invite him in because they come back from dinner. He drops her off at her house. This guy that she has dinner with, the wolf. And he's trying to come in and she says I can't invite you in he says something like do you not find me attractive or something like that and she said no I can't invite you in oh no he says oh because there are people home that's why you can't invite me in and she says no I think the house is empty I can't invite you in because I know who I am Mm. I was like scalding hot tea yes yes bitch pour it all Uh over let me dip my bag in there let me (laughs) ruin that real fucking quick Yes, yeah. because I know who I am. It revitalized it. me. I was like, that's all you yeah, need. Yeah, that's all I need to say. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to start saying that. Right? I Like, not just for this situation, but like in no, general, no, no. when I like, when I don't want to do something, or if I do want to do something and someone questions me, I'm like, I know who I am. I will not stay late at work because I know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not help you move this weekend because I know who I am. <laughs> And that is a person with a truck who will not help you move. Amen. You do get up a lot for that. I do. So well, I when you drive me. a truck, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I've always had like one friend, like no ma- like where I'm living, there's always that one friend that has a truck, and you truck. are that friend right now. That's me. Thank you. Um, her, the the what's his name? What's the what's the fiance's name? Johnny Camerary. Johnny Camerary is a buffoon. He's a fool. He he is. He really is. I mean, I don't have a lot of sympathy for him. He's just kind of a bumbling fool. I mean, he's sweet, but he's one of those characters that you're kind of like, I like at the risk of sounding like not like a feminist and like not of this time. I kind of want to shake him and be like, will you be a man, please? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like that confidence. Yeah. Or if, it was, like, weird because he, like, wanted to, I guess, I mean, when he didn't want to get down on his knee. I know. I was like, girl, that's the least you could do. Well, that's, I mean, that's just proof that neither of them were in love with the other one. It was just convenience or fear or maybe fear of death. That's a big theme through this. Uh, maybe why, that's why they were getting engaged. But, I, I mean, there was no passion there that's why he he didn't care about getting down on his knee mm-hmm. well even when Cher was like walking him through it she yeah was like, no, get the where's the ring mm-hmm. why aren't you on your knee mm-hmm. well we talked about that I think I think it's interesting you feel the same way that I do that like restaurant proposals this is what it was not, this is, I was like if I were to ever be proposed to it would never ever 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 be at a restaurant no I don't want all those people me? staring at me also, like, do not put it in my food because That's I will so eat it. I'll yes. eat it without. I'll either eat it or I'll bite down on it and like gag because I think there's like a bone in my food or something, mm-hmm. and I'll spit out that diamond ring and like it will never be the same again. Yeah, I don't want it in my drink. My drink either. No, because I'll drink it. I'll drink it. I don't know who thought that was cute. People still do it. 
Don't baffles do it. me. Baffles no. me. I would never. Mm-hmm. I really liked like in Crazy Rich Asians. I liked um, Nick's idea. Like that's more. That's more yes, my speed. I love that. Like take me somewhere sentimental and private. Yes. I don't need it to be a spectacle. Same. And then bring up, would you want your family there after it's over to do like all the pictures and everything? Maybe, but even then I don't care. Actually, I think it would be kind of sweet to be engaged for a couple days without telling anyone. Ooh, okay. Yes, secrets. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I don't know. I mean, sure, my family can be there, I guess. I either want the place to be special or I want just the way I'm asked to be thought out and meaningful. Okay. Like some examples, not for me, but what I've seen, mm-hmm. this couple who I guess who likes to run, don't know who does that. Okay. <laughs> Couples that run together. They were like in a I city, I think it was Boston, and this guy like took his like fiance, mm-hmm. our no girlfriend at the time, on a run, mm-hmm. and like when you look at the Nike app, because you know how it tracks you. Sure. It said, marry me question mark like the, the oh the, like, like the, the route path that, that they, they ran, ran. Oh, so like my God. to me like see i wouldn't even care that i'm sweaty as fuck that i'm disgusting like but because we both love running yeah and you asked me cute. in a really cute way yeah done i don't even need like a grand gesture no but like i said it needs like you need to have thought about this for at least like a week this needs to be like really on your mind. Not, like, constantly 24-7, but, like, mm-hmm. every day I think about how I could make it better or, like, what it could do. And, of course, uh, this means that I'm not proposing. I'm being oh, proposed, Oh, yeah, you're being too. proposed, too. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, I don't care if it's thought out or planned out. It could be spontaneous as long as, like, they mean it. Mm-hmm. I don't even care if they have a ring. Oh, gosh, do I care? What kind of ring do you want? Do you want a ring? I do want a ring, but I can't decide... Like, if I want, like, a band with jewels in it, Mm -hmm. or, like, I haven't, like, there is no man right now, so I'm not really concerned. Right. And I haven't really thought about it This is all hypothetical. This is if we were in romantic comedies, what would we want? Yeah. I would, I don't know if I would want a rose gold color, because I don't know if that is, like, dated. Like, because, like, by the time. it's right now. It's it's right now. But, like, when I'm older it's like oh but then at the same time that's you know work like this is when i got engaged this was the time Mm -hmm. like learn and receive (laughs) yeah so maybe so maybe i want that i definitely don't want a diamond i don't want like i want Mm -hmm. a colored jewel okay so either like a rose quartz like a pink or like sapphire is a little like that's like i love sapphires because i love blue Mm -hmm. but i think that like that might not be done right but hmm. that's what um is it that's what kate middleton's ring is because that was princess diana's ring was like that beautiful sapphire with the diamonds around it right oh gorgeous yeah. see yeah that i could do that yeah it's gorgeous mm-hmm. i just like would want it or even like an like it's so weird i would think even an opal would look so Ooh. cute i do love uh, an opal that'd be nice so I, I would want one of those like in there yeah for sure because, like, I don't know. I don't really like the bands because they never... I don't think they look good on my hand. Like, just the just the solid band around? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I, I think, like, uh, a ring that's, like, set might also look weird. I think I just uh-huh. don't like my fingers. I mean, that might be it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, gotta be, you gotta be cool with your hands. But then again, if you're wearing a pretty awesome ring, it doesn't matter. No one's gonna be looking at your hands. Mm-mm, they're not. They're gonna be like, who did he marry? 
I would even like it in the shape that um, the ch- the um, oh young, the, uh, the the Youngs family kind of that rectangular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forget. There's that was fierce. Like an empress cut or something. Yes, all these names. Yeah, I could work that. Yeah. See, I don't. Okay, I couldn't wear a ring like that though because it would get stuck on all my clothes. Like anytime I wear a ring that actually like pops up off mm-hmm. of my hand, I bang it on things and like I'll get it snagged. Like I'll snag. I wear a lot of sweaters and like I'll snag things. So I don't even think I could have, like, a ring with, like, a jewel on it. Like, it's probably just going to be a solid band. Yeah. That's it. Like, the rings, I wear rings every day, but they're both, like, flat. And this one still gets stuck on things. Because yeah. it's a moon. There's a, there's it's a, a moon. moon. There's a moon on it. Not a full moon. Crescent moon. Was there anything in this movie that made you think it was ahead of its time? Moonstruck? Yeah. Um, you know, something that it did that I hadn't, that I've seen a lot recently, but not so much from movies back then, is that, like, great ensemble, like, all the characters are connected, and, like, they all have their own storylines. It can bother me a lot in nowadays movies, because I think that they're reaching, and I don't know, like, it feels like a gimmick now, when it's like, everyone's connected, but in that movie, it's like they're just a family, and you just get a storyline with every mm-hmm. member. So that seems a little ahead of its time. Yeah, it didn't really feel that forced with weaving everyone in like a Valentine's Day right. or a New Year's Eve kind mm-hmm. of romantic comedy for sure. Yeah. Especially when that is kind of like the the twist of the movie. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And especially since we've seen those movies, we anticipate it now. Yeah. So it kind of takes away... And I've never liked those movies that much. Like... I don't care if everyone's connected. I get that it's like, oh, in the great circle of life, we're all connected. Like, I get it, but I don't, you don't have to. It gets a little corny. It gets a little corny. Real quick. Yeah. Like, I remember when, what movie was it? But it was that one, Julia Roberts. Um, uh, there was uh, one Bradley called, Cooper. Was that New Year's Eve? Maybe. Was it Valentine's? There was like Valentine's New Year's Day. Eve and Valentine's Day. And was there a Mother's Day? There was a Mother's Day, but I don't know if this was... Ew, it could have been the Mother... It was, basically, it was just like... They like went out of their way to kind of like gag you because Julia Roberts was like a soldier coming home from the war or something. Oh. I think. I could be wrong. But it was yeah. like someone like, oh, you wouldn't expect her to be a soldier. And I'm like, yeah. why wouldn't I? You know what movie did it really, really well? Who? Uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Girl, that's a good one. Oh, I have never been gooped. I know. More. I know. It's kind of hard for me to want. I haven't. I have that movie, but I've never rewatched it because I'm afraid okay. that like that reveal right. mm-hmm. won't live up to when I felt it in the first place. Yeah. And also, that movie is actually kind of really heavy. It is. It's it's not an easy I, one to rewatch. Like I love it. I think I've seen it twice now in my life. But it yeah it it is hard to. It, it, all of his stuff is very heavy. I forget his name, but the guy that did, he did that, and he does This Is Us, and... Oh my gosh. This Is Us, I love you guys, but I could not get through season one because I could, like, I yeah. did not want to cry. I haven't I, I haven't it. watched season three yet because I just, I'm not emotionally ready <laughs> to, like, to go through all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same with Handmaid's Tale. Like, I'm oh, kind of no. sad I missed out on it. Like season two and now season three is coming out. Yeah. But. Me too. I just can't. Every time I sit down in front of the TV recently, like 
it's been really hard for me to watch the news. It's been like everything. I just I get home from work and I'm like, I that's why I keep watching The Office. I'm like, I just need to escape into a nice, safe, like funny, safe area. And I do not blame you. Yeah. We all need to. Um, there was a lot of interesting foreshadowing in this movie as well with the opera. Like we saw yes. a lot of Met stuff mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. And I was kind of, I was like, how is this going to play? Mm-hmm. It was a lot of it. And I was trying to see if there was a connection to La Boheme to their relationship yeah. or like kind of like that dealio schoolio mm-hmm. not really i mean there's the theme of death again mm-hmm. like love and death and choosing life um a little bit but yeah i don't think that there's like it's probably not like the only opera you could have chosen mm-hmm. to be featured right so going more into like i think what's really interesting is this whole concept of death with kind of like a rom-com, mm-hmm. which I've never really seen before. This is kind of like my first movie. Yeah. I mean, there's been other ones, but like the one that's like really stood out with dealing with death as a theme, mm-hmm. like why do men chase women? And we yeah. kind of get led to this, like, I don't, I, what is it that they're afraid that they haven't lived a life? No, enough? they're just afraid of dying. So why do they, so what does that make them go to women? Because. Maybe because I I don't I don't know maybe they feel because that's something every time I watch it I try to figure out like why would that help if they fear death and I don't know if it's because maybe they chase younger women because it makes them feel younger that's what I was thinking or because women this is kind of an outdated way of thinking but this is something that i heard growing up is that women don't fear death like men because women can have babies and it's it is very outdated because not all women have kids and not all women can have kids and you know men contribute to the making of the kids too so i don't know it's a very outdated thing but that's something i heard growing up so maybe it's along the same lines well, where maybe it is that connection because i read this interesting theory of how like orgasms mm-hmm. lead to this culture of cheating because really yes because you know women's orgasms last longer they could be like they can yeah they can they last can, a really long they time they can last a long time where like men it's like quick and boom yeah. boom and then you're ready to do another one so it's kind of like okay. men go around and it goes to like with women being the child bearers because mm-hmm. men can go around and impregnate different women a lot of different women, gotcha. but those women are stuck with that connection with the baby into that man, where the man yeah. has multiple connections, because okay. that's how you would populate. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like this primal okay. thing. So that kind of like, and that's what like the whole wolf thing. But yeah. not the, well, no, not I didn't want no take that. I out, mean, no. if you think like the French call orgasms the little death. Hmm. That's what the French call orgasms. What? Yeah. What? Wait, what? Yeah, they call it, it's like petit more or something like that. It tra- let, me, let me make sure. I think it translates to the little death. Let An orgasm. Know. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Let me see. I took two years of French. Well, it's not something you learn in high school French class. Middle school. <laughs> Definitely not something you learn in middle school French class. Miss <laughs> Henry, I'm coming for you, girl. Why don't you tell me about the yeah. little petit? Le petit more. 
French pronunciation, yeah, is an expression which means the brief loss or weakening of consciousness and in modern usage refers specifically to the sensation of post-orgasm as likened to death. Oh, that's a little more morbid than oh. I, what I thought. But T, I get it. That but there you go. Sense. It's yeah. kind of like, yeah, once you orgasm, you're kind of like rendered useless because <laughs> you're like, you're dealing with all of that that's going in the mind right there. Especially there if it was a lot of good foreplay. Ooh, girl. <laughs> like you will be out for a bit. But yeah, okay. There you go. Sex and death. I mean, those go hand in hand, I feel, a lot of the time. Interesting, yeah. And it starts the well, cycle Well, because it's of like life. sex brings life, mm-hmm. so life and death and yada, yada, yada. Wow. Oops. Yeah. Breaking that shit down for you all right deep. there. Woo! Happy I'm Valentine's Day! <laughs> oh my gosh! You're all gonna die! Happy Valentine's Day! <laughs> oh my gosh, wow. Man, we yeah. got yeah. That was that was some good shit right there. <laughs> Is that where we should end it? I think should we, we end it on I, death. I think if we keep going, I mean, like, <laughs> no, we need to say some of those goodies. Yeah. Well, great movies. Great both movies. Both of them. Check them both out, and like they're both Academy Award yeah. winners slash nominees. Did I don't think crazy. Is it crazy. Wait, has well, the Oscars aren't out. The, yeah, the Crazy Rich Asians. Has it been nominated? Would it be this year? They got Yeah, it would be this year. They got a lot of SAGs and stuff. Let me check. I don't think they got any for the Oscars. But they got yeah. a lot of, like, Golden Globes. Okay, good. Um, They got a lot of, like, SAG, okay. too. Good, good, good. But yeah, because, like, Cher won Best Actress. Yeah, this was the year that she showed up in that amazing, like... I mean, maybe you wouldn't be able to wear it today. It might be a cultural appropriation today. But in the 80s, it was an incredible, like, headdress and, and dra- like, regular actual dress and everything. And Yeah. And then this also got nominated for Best Picture, but I don't think it won. Oh, it stinks. I can see why, though, because of these, like, very artistic themes. And it was, like, this yeah. little, like, I loved this, like, layer of comedy, like, this dry comedy, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, the stuff you had to, like, pay attention to. And, of course, like, I always love Italians because they just <laughs> talk with their hands like crazy. Yeah. And... I've had people ask me if I'm Italian before because I talk with my hands so much. That's okay. how I found out about that stereotype because I had never I'd never heard it growing up until, like, I was mm-hmm. older and someone was, a couple people have been like, are you Italian? I'm like, no, actually. I'm like everything but Italian. And they're like, oh, we funny. talk with your hands a lot. Oh, it's funny. I just say I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you it's, I don't talk no, with I'm my gay. hands. I talk with my wrists. Because like, it's a oh, lot of you, like, Okay, yeah. It's a lot of wrist action. I talk with my hands. Like it's... <laughs> <laughs> I talk with my whole, my whole arms. Okay. All right. Well, if you guys want more enjoyable content like this, <laughs> make sure you check us out on social media. Follow us on Instagram at We Watch Things Pod, mm-hmm. and follow us on Twitter on We Watch Things Under. No, no, oh. Watch Underscore Pod. We um, always try to make it more complicated than it is. I but do. It's easy. Watch Underscore Pod. There you go. Yeah. Check us out. Give us some double taps. Go ahead and tell us what movies you might want to see us review. Yeah, I would love to get to a point where like I'm watching movies that other people recommend. Yeah, because as much as I know that I know great movies, maybe yeah. you guys could tell me something I don't. Yeah. 
I know Carolyn already has, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know what the French call orgasms, so you learn something. I know. I learn something every time we record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you guys. And seriously, from the bottom of my heart, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Woo! a.k.a. Signal Aware- Single Awareness Woo! Day. That's what I'll be celebrating for the 26th year in a row. <laughs> Woo! Bye. Bye. <laughs>